Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Joshua on and he's the CEO of Buller, which is a student micro-influencing agency. Hi Joshua. Hi Daniel, how are you? I'm very good, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for having me. A pleasure, excited to have you on. I absolutely love what you're doing with the micro-influencing business. So um, let's jump straight in and do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yeah, of course. So um, I'm Josh. I'm the founder of Bulaco. Um, the best way to describe us is we're a student marketing agency and we focus on using students as the micro-influencer to magnify a brand within the ever-changing student market. We um, have our own software, which we um, have the students saved on, and then we match them with the best brands to offer, offer an unrivaled level of engagement and affinity. But essentially, we pay students to share Instagram stories, to promote brands and highlight the product they have on offer. I mean, that's a brilliant idea. Where did this all come from? I mean, it actually started over lockdown. Um, I was originally a club promoter, so I've been working with, or I still am actually, but I've, so I've been working within the student market for a while. And um, we actually just used to get students sharing Instagram stories for our events. Yeah. And obviously, um, it, it got traction within that market, and it's a very targeted way to share a brand. So then I started seeing how the influencer model was ever-growing. But, I mean, you're paying all these celebrities, as you would, um, thousands and thousands of pounds, and you can't really target their demographic because mm. their audience is all over the shop. You can have... Um, I don't know, say you've got one of the main Chelsea people, they'll have youngsters to the older generation. Yeah. Um, but for us, for brands in particular, we can help them reach that niche, which is the student market. Because again, as I went, I went to Brooks, um, most majority of my following is from Oxford Brooks and they're my age bracket. So, yeah. So you, you basically took an idea that came around your, you know, what you're doing and promoting for clubs and you took it and you built business out of it during COVID. I mean, that's really cool. Well, we're trying to build a business. It's only, um, we've only been, <laughs> only been operational for a pretty short period of time, but we're, we're excelling. We're growing quite rapidly, which is very exciting. Okay. So you had this idea. Um, how did you go about actually getting it off the ground? Um, well, I mean, it was during the lockdown, so there was no real events going on. So luckily I had, well, I get, you can say luckily, I had, a, I had quite a lot of time on my hands um, and I had to put it to good use. Um, so I guess it just starts with the original idea is thinking of a name. And I guess that took the longest part to think of. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, it, so it means bubble in Latin. And okay, obviously, cool. during the time of COVID, everyone's going on about being a bubble. So I thought we can just target each city as its own bubble. And we can the connect is that we can connect them with the, a brand with the bubble, which is the city. So are your influencers, when you say micro, they are almost like an influencer within that, within their bubble. They don't particularly have like a worldwide following, but maybe at specific universities, they are an influencer for their uh, peers yeah they're an influencer in their own right because i mean say you share something your friends are going to see that and so you influence your friends when you share that um so it really allows us to break down even particularly year groups um from per university and we actually have the access to see we ask them what sport team or what um which um what they're studying so it allows us to really break down per 
person at per uni. Wow. So it's really, it's really, really targeted. Um, and, and, you know, not many platforms can do that within the influencer world, right? No, not many. I mean, you have the, um, the classic bigger companies which are focusing on massive on influencing. Um, and they're obviously excelling. So it's trying to use that within the student market because they're doing something right. So, you know, you've built this company or you're trying to build this company. What do you look for as a founder in somebody that wants to work within this kind of marketing industry? Um, well, we've actually, we're actually hiring at, or we're in the hiring process at the current moment for four job roles. So wow. it's quite, it's quite relevant. Um, in all honesty, I mean, a CV is great because you want to kind of know, get to know the person, but I've been just calling every single person who from their CV jumps out um, and then seeing what they're like on the phone. Um, obviously, it's really, you can really gauge from what someone's like on the initial conversation. And as it's a fast, rapid growing company, we need someone who can keep up with it at this moment in time and keep up with the constant changes because they're going to be working with various brands, dealing with various amounts of students. So you need to be quite, you need to be ready to think, think on your feet. Mm. And what kind of skill sets are you looking for at the moment? Again, it's going back, it, social, if you're very sociable, it helps a lot. Um, for the current roles we're looking at because we're currently looking for marketing and account managers so day-to-day life is going to be dealing with a lot of students and um, talking with brands as well how are you how do you sort of gauge the amount of money i suppose a uh, influencer should get like is there a sort of a formula that's created to say they're getting x amount of traction for this particular product Therefore, they should earn this amount. How how is that worked out and broken down? Well, no. So we actually um, we pay each influencer per campaign the same because they're all um, typically. If you the we only use a thousand to ten thousand um, following, and the lower the audience or the lower your audience size, typically you're going to have a higher engagement rate because it's going to be more your audience is going to be actual friends of yours and they're going to want to engage with your content a lot higher uh, okay. compared to say if you have 10,000. Okay. That's interesting. So what does an average day look like for you at the moment building a hot business? Well, um, it's very hard to kind of summarize, I guess, an average day. Um, initially it is me sat in my family home kitchen trying to build um, up Bulico and then I actually, that's going from organization of the business to onboarding students, um, trying to bring on clients, setting up, managing, and then reporting on the campaigns. Um, I actually made my life a lot easier when I made the decision to take the first employee, and that is a guy called Ewan. I think you'd be a bit upset if I said it wasn't the best decision um, (laughs) I've I've made to date. And then that allowed me to kind of hand over i guess day-to-day managing of campaigns and from myself to focus on the growth and that's where we're in the fortunate position and we can look at expanding our team even further wow so what are some of the biggest things you've learned maybe one about yourself and about running a business um having set up your own company I mean, I used to be quite, I, I didn't really necessarily want to get people in too early because obviously it's, it's a high expenditure, but um, you can't do everything. And it actually, you learn from having other people, even just having you in initially, it's allowed us to bounce ideas a lot off each other. Um, and there's no silly idea. 
as um, you're constantly change, everything is changing. So you've got to kind of work alongside people to keep up with that change. If somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, oh, you know, I'd like to get into the influencer world, maybe work within some company like, like yourself, you know, the influencer agency kind of model. What would they be able to put on their CV for you to go, oh, actually, yeah, no, I'd really like this person to come work for me. Um, what really kind of screamed out when people did have CVs is when they were highlighting they were part of a team. So I guess that can be from a society to a sport team. It doesn't have doesn't necessarily have to be a role within that team, but just showing that they were doing stuff as a team already. Um, particularly for our industry, we're looking for people who can work. We're going to be a really close knitted team, and we if you can bring that to the table, that's a really big contender for us. Going through the process of uh, starting your own business, what are some of the biggest um, hurdles you've had to overcome? I think, I mean, there's been no regrets, but I guess in hindsight, getting a bit too, running before you can walk in some campaigns. There's been a few opportunities to um, take or take on some campaigns. And as a CEO, when you see some big figures put in front of you, you're very inclined to jump on them. But in reality, you actually can't facilitate. We could, we can't facilitate that. So we actually learned from that, and we went to go take one. And I decided actually we can't do this, and we've actually proposed a smaller offering, and the brand is actually very happy, and they enjoyed our honesty because we could have just said yes, we'd love to jump into this with you today, but we actually turned around and said no, we actually can't facilitate that, and we see a benefit in maintaining a relationship with the brand we don't just want a quick in and out we want to keep that client for as long as possible i think this is really interesting from other potential founders uh, point of views how did you start approaching clients and brands how do you know what was your process and how did it work out for you there's been a lot a lot of linkedin um activity mm. um but as well as that i guess it's just you can find, um, you can connect with people so easily nowadays. It's just constant. I guess it's badgering. Mm. Um, for, like, I mean, I, typically you send at least two emails before you even get a response from some people because obviously they're super busy themselves. Um, and until you get that opportunity to speak with them on the phone, you can't really sell yourself over an initial email or a message. Um, and that's where it is. We were fortunate enough as well to do a massive freshers fair, like tour. Mm. in september where we did like four weeks of driving we covered i think like close to four thousand miles across 20 cities and um fortunately you meet a lot of brands at those fairs as well so for us to be able to get entries that way was fantastic yeah i mean yeah that's absolutely perfect um for you what do you think are some personality traits from yourself that have really helped you to push forward and actually start a business i think um I'm not, I, I don't mind being told no. I guess you get used to it as well when you, you're constantly asking people. I and mean, as a startup, it's very hard to sell yourself. I think we found when we didn't have many campaigns going live. So when you're trying to get a brand on board, they go, what past stuff have you got? And you're kind of doing a few smaller companies. It's that constant all come back to us when you've got some better case studies. Mm. Um, and until that moment in time, and you, get, you kind of sell yourself to a brand that you can then get them on board and then you can use them as a driving factor for you. So we're fortunate enough to run a small campaign with Domino's. Um, oh, wow. And it was only in, at Oxford Brooks, but it allowed us to 
test it out fully as well with such a big brand and that's really allowed us to excel yeah i mean well that's that's a great company to have on your uh, on your roster uh, so early doors right yeah i get i guess it's just part of luck to be honest with you um mm. it's fortunate i was speaking with brooks at the time and they had something coming up with them because obviously Domino's a part of the majority of unis around the country mm. and it allowed us um they wanted to test it and it was a great tester for me and it is and it worked well for them so we're continuing to look at moving forward wow so what for you would be the number one positive you've taken out of starting a business i guess it's the growth um in myself um i mean you learn so much new stuff day to day it's really hard to kind of pinpoint the exact um how i've kind of bettered myself i mean I, would, I don't think I could have sat here a year ago and think we'd be in a position that I'm able to be hiring six people like overall and be able to run a team. I'm only 25, so you're still relatively young with it and you've got a lot of responsibility running a company and having employees. Mm, definitely. Certainly. Um, obviously, the, the idea of an influencer has sort of grown more and more over the, the last few years, particularly with... Um, certain social media platforms uh marketing's always been about um in different ways but how much of an impact do influencers actually have on products i mean it's very i mean the influencer model has been around for ages and the whole reason for us using students as micro influencers because there's a lot of um articles out now which actually highlight how micro influencers give you better engagement and better results through them because as going back to the start they have a niche audience so you can really target um some like their audience through that which is a lot obviously impressive for brands mm. so uh, as an as an entrepreneur and starting out on this journey what's something that you have to deal with but you never expected you would have to deal with um, well, it's a really tough question. That <laughs> probably going back, to, probably going back to resp- the responsibilities of having to. You've got everything on the line mm. at this at this moment in time, in particular. There's a lot on the line. You've got other people which can um, feel the negative results from it if it goes badly. Yeah. If you could uh, time travel back before you started this business and teach yourself one skill to go into this business with what is it you'd uh you would have gone back and taught yourself i mean i want to say i want to do the classic saying oh i've learned from everything that's happened i mean i guess <laughs> i obviously obviously i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily go back and change anything to be honest because we've got to where we are at this moment in time and we're in a really comfortable and happy position um but i guess i've been having a mentality of running before we can walk and we're going quite aggressive in our tactics of being out there i think sometimes sit back and look at the bigger picture and think okay cool you don't need to do this but i guess yeah I, we, everything everything we've done so far has got us to where we are so i can't complain definitely um what's the plan for the next next year or so what's uh, what's going on at pillar um i i guess the fundamental is growing our team bigger and i that also would involve running a lot more campaigns. Hopefully we can get some pretty cool brands on board. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat, Josh. I really appreciate it. And I think what you're doing is very cool. Amazing. Thank you very much for having me, guys.
Uh, Josh, where can people find you, Bulla, um, maybe get a part of what you're doing if they uh, want to get involved in this influencer world? Um, just tell us everywhere where you can plug yourself. Yeah, perfect. So we're on um, Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. It's at, at Bula Connect. Um, if you also want to reach out to myself, I'm on LinkedIn as well. It's Joshua Roach, R-O-C-H-E. So any, any reach out would happily reply back to you. Amazing. Thanks, Josh. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you.